a blessed Lord's Day to you all. It's good to be with you again, although not physically, but through an online service. The last time I preached in our community was June 2019. And nowadays, due to the pandemic, preaching online and doing online church uh, services have become inevitable. As someone puts it, when God closes a church door, He opens an internet browser window. Or as one bishop uh, puts it in one of our discussions in a Zoom meeting, he said, majority of the pastors now have become televangelists. It's a joke, but uh, there's a truth in it that we have to be adjusting to new modes of being in church and doing church services these days. Thank God, though, the Lord is not limited by time and space. The risen Lord is with us, and whenever two or three are gathered in His name, there he is in the midst of them. He's with us now, even as we listen and meditate on his word. We have been looking at passages from the Gospel of John as part of this series. And the theme for today's message is based on John chapter 3, the Nicodemus story on being born again. What is God saying to us through this passage, especially in light of our recent experiences and the new normal we're facing? Allow me to read chapter 2, verse 23. Because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, many began to trust in him. But Jesus didn't trust them because he knew all about people. No one needed to tell him about human nature, for he knew what was in each person's heart. Chapter 3. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader, who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, explained Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you cannot explain how people are born of the Spirit. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Looking at verses... 23 to 25 of John chapter 2, what it shows us is the state of human heart. 
It tells us that human heart is deceitful and corrupt. According to these verses, many began to trust in Jesus, but he did not want to trust them, for he knew what was in each person's heart. Verse 23 points out the actual reason why Jesus did not trust them, because they believed Jesus only because of the spectacular and the miraculous things is able to do. Jesus knew how corrupt human nature can be when it comes to believing in God. Now, I'm reminded here of the parable of the sower or parable of the soils. According to that parable, there are hearts that are like the rocky soil or those with thorns. They believe, that, but they do not really believe Jesus. When trials, difficulties, temptations come, they give up believing in Him. Now, as a church, would you say we're exempted from here? No, definitely not. Especially in this time of pandemic, we're all exposed. Church people or non-church people alike, we're all exposed. COVID-19 has exposed the weak and dark sides we all have, isn't it? In our family, one of the things that we have been praying for since the start of the uh, quarantine was for God to accomplish His will and His purposes for us through this trial. Not only in, 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 the, in our country and the world, but also in our own individual lives. And for me, part of God's answer has been uh, how the Lord has um, exposed areas of weaknesses in my own life. Like how small my faith can be in the face of discouragement due to COVID-19. How about you? How is the Lord exposing your heart these past weeks or months? How is COVID-19 purging you by exposing your heart and challenging you to grow in your faith but also in your character? Now, the second thing that we can find in this passage is that because our hearts, human hearts, are corrupt, the prescription of Jesus was to have new hearts, to be born again. Jesus did not say to Nicodemus, you should try harder, Nicodemus. You should try to become better and improve as a person. Go buy some self-help books to help you become the new you, the better you. No, he said to Nicodemus in chapter 3, verse 7, you must be born again. That he needs to be born from heaven, from above. And to be born again means to receive supernatural life, spiritual life, by fully trusting Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. To trust Him beyond what is visible, beyond what can be physically seen. Nicodemus was a secret. He was a very moral, religious leader. 
compared to the immoral Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. Nicodemus was a good man in the sight of many people, but he felt something was missing in his life. He was committed in fulfilling the commands of God, yet he knew deep in his heart how powerless and corrupt he can be. How unable he was to overcome sin and evil in his own heart and in the world around him. A picture of Nicodemus uh, through a Jesus film, The Chosen, uh, provides us a glimpse of how the inner workings of Nicodemus's heart were. The sense of emptiness and inability to face what's evil, not only in his own heart, but in the world around him. Nicodemus wanted to personally meet Jesus, to ask him, who are you really, Jesus? What makes you different from other teachers of the law that Israel has? Now, Jesus was quite blunt and straightforward in replying to Nicodemus. You need new life, Nicodemus. You need spiritual life, supernatural life, to really see me for who I am and to enter the realm of God's kingdom life. Nicodemus, you need supernatural life, which comes from being reborn through the power of the Spirit. The water and the Spirit here are analogous. They pertain to this birth, new birth, that is able to be born through the power of the Spirit. Otherwise, it will just be the same old, old life without genuine transformation. Now, the time of Jesus was not much different from ours. Life was hard and the threat of sickness was very real. Infectious diseases like leprosy were shunned and feared. There were also many gods competing against the God of Israel. Theirs was not an easy life to which we can relate to, especially these days. As in the time of Jesus then and our time now, both moral and immoral people tend to have the same kinds of questions. Where is the kingdom of God now? How does God rule the world with, in, with, with all that's happening? How come we're all in this mess? Why are, so, why are we so powerless to do what is right? What's the hope for this world? Who will deliver us? How? How will we be delivered? It, in this kind, it is in this kind of world, then and now, that Jesus comes with this answer from heaven. And in a way, this prescription of Jesus is the matter, mother of all vaccines. It's the super antivirus of all antivirus vaccines. God's prescription is this. We need to be injected with the Jesus kind of life that's been given to us through the power of the Spirit. So that the problem is not just healing from COVID-19, more than physical healing and finding a cure for the virus, 
what human beings really need is heart transformation. A transformation that goes to the very root of the problem, which is sin, evil, death. And the virus of sin is greater than the virus of COVID-19. And being born again in Christ is the only cure. In other words, Jesus is saying, you have to be born again. Beyond natural birth, you need to enter God's world in a supernatural way to perceive the real meaning of life. And you need God to blow the wind of the Spirit afresh in your life to change you from the inside out, to bring about authentic transformation. More than receiving physical healing, what we need is to be born of God to really overcome sin, evil, and death. Now, in the midst of the pandemic, people are searching for God in you, isn't it? We confirmed this in our recent ministries uh, in ATS, while in ECQ, uh, ATS felt led by the Lord to offer psychological and social spiritual support online. We offered also uh, online chaplaincy services. It was a small online ministry, but we received a good number of responses and increase for many people. Many wanted to be prayed for and many wanted to experience God anew as they seek for answers, as they search for what is deeper in light of what is happening. How about you, dear listener? Is the Lord speaking to you in light of this threat, this virus that's been plaguing us? What's the state of your heart? Where are you in your relationship with God? Is being born again God's direct word for you, even as you listen? Maybe you see yourself as a good moral person, but you, you feel meaningless, feel a deep sense of emptiness in your own life. Jesus is saying, you need to be born from God as a child. Different from physical birth, it means a new life that is supernatural. The last point is this. The last point is this. It's quite clear in John chapter 3 that Jesus wants us to personally encounter him. He wants our personal decision. Now we see one-to-one -one personal meetings with Jesus emphasized in the Gospel of John. There's a movement from the listening crowd to actually encounter him on a one-to-one -one dialogue and personal encounter. And Jesus takes the time to meet with people on a one-to-one -one basis. The Gospel of John points us to the fact that whether we come, whether we want to come to Jesus in secret like Nicodemus, that's fine. Or whether we decide to follow him in an open manner like the Samaritan woman in chapter 4, 
that's fine too. The point is Jesus is more than willing to meet us where we are. He's waiting for a personal decision for him or against him. And he says, you, not your neighbor, not your friend or your family member beside you. He says, you must be born again. You must need to come to this personal decision yourself. Christ gives new life. This is the good news. And when you hear this news, it calls for your personal decision. Interestingly, the name of the church, UECD, has within it the word evangelical, right? To be evangelical is to be people of the evangel, meaning the good news or the gospel. To be evangelical is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and the new life he brings. And as an evangelical church, we keep proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ in season and out of season. We do that individually, but also as a corporate body. I remember last year, uh, around this month, we partnered, UECP and ATS, we partnered to bring um, Ravi Zacharias in conference on apologetics, defending the faith, the gospel in today's postmodern world. We keep, find, we keep finding ways to proclaim the good news, whether as a corporate body or as individuals. For the word evangelical in UECP is actually making a stand. We're making a stand being religious and moral does not guarantee new life. That being a good person, a good church member, does not entitle you to uh, the reward of eternal life. You must decide at one point in your own life whether or not Jesus Christ is really Lord of your life or not. Or does that follow as well, that when you have Christian parents who are godly church members that by virtue of birth you're already a Christ follower. No, you need to own that decision yourself. Your parents or your church cannot decide for you. So let me ask you now, have you encountered Christ personally? Is your faith in Christ original? Or is it copy-pasted, plagiarized? Have you really tasted this new life of Christ personally? Do you have this new spiritual lenses, new set of spiritual eyes to see the realm of the kingdom of God even now? As we end, allow me to read a portion of the poem from Sarah Burns entitled, We're All Exposed. It's a poem about us and the coronavirus. And as I read it, let's continue to reflect on the Word of God and our need 
of supernatural life. Here it goes, and I quote, We've all been exposed, not necessarily to the virus. Maybe, who even knows? We've all been exposed by the virus. Corona is exposing us, exposing our weak sides, exposing our dark sides, exposing what normally lays far beneath the surface of our souls, hidden by the invisible masks we wear, now exposed by the paper masks we cannot hide far enough behind. Corona is exposing our addiction to comfort, our obsession with control, our compulsion to hoard, our protection of self. Corona is peeling back our layers, tearing down our walls, revealing our illusions, leveling our best laid plans. Corona is exposing the gods we worship, our health, our hurry, our sense of security, our favorite lies, our secret lusts, our misplaced trust. Corona is exposing me, my mumbless numbing, my endless scrolling, my careless words, my fragile nerves. We've all been exposed, our junk laid bare, the band-aid torn, the masquerade done. So what now? What's left? Clean hands, clear eyes, tender hearts. What Corona reveals, God heals. God heals. Come, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. In summary, God's word through the Nicodemus story exposes our corrupt and deceitful hearts and humbles us by showing our need for a new supernatural life and calling us to a personal decision for Christ.